You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Whether you're a big-hearted creative or an aspiring entrepreneur, let's take action on your dreams. Reconnecting you with your why and giving you the how. I'm here to dish out actionable mindset tips and fun industry secrets to help you blow up your biz. From eye-opening reality checks to motivational gold, no two episodes are ever the same. So tune in weekly, skip the FOMO, and let's dive into the deep together. Money. Yes, let's talk about money. I think a lot of the times we hate talking about money. We hate the conversation around money. It makes us feel guilty. It makes us feel uneasy, a bit squirmish. We are brought up with so many limiting beliefs and we taught so many wrong things, so many wrong strategies around money and m- the mindset around money. You know, a lot of us, we always say things like money won't buy us happiness or money doesn't grow on trees or it's not easy, you know, all these things. And um, I love talking about money, I think, because I grew up with with none. So I was fascinated by it. And then I learned how to make money. And now I am good at making money. So I like to have the open conversation because I've been on both ends with no money and with money. And I've been around people that have no money or never will have any money. And I've been around people that have so much money that they never even have to think about it, which is a really cool concept and a really cool, I guess, outlook. Because sometimes you can hear like from people that just only have money and they're born rich. And it's a very skewed concept of what it's like, you know, because they don't know what it's like to be um, homeless or, or, you know, waiting for food stamps and stuff like that. But, um, or you hear from the other side, you know, someone that could be homeless or waiting for food stamps and they never actually had money and they'll say things like, money won't buy you happiness. And they'll say, are you sure? Because you've never had money, so you're not too sure, right? And so I'm in a unique position where I've actually been on both sides. And so, yeah, I've been homeless, I've been poor <laughs> more than once, I've been bankrupt and I've also been a millionaire. I've lost a lot of money, I've made a lot of money, I've done everything in between. I've been around a lot of different people with a lot of different mindsets. I've been able to travel the world to probably almost every continent except Antarctica and I've got to hang out, spend time with people from all cultures and uh, all walks of life and sort of see how people perceive money and uh, where happiness comes from and and all that kind of good stuff. So this is just off the cuff. I'm seriously just getting in today and I just want to sort of bust some limiting beliefs and I want to um I want to light a fire up under your ass basically because I think in the last week I've had about four people DM me and um they have been kind of nasty DMs and people that are just want to just want to argue for the sake of arguing I'm guessing but um they argue with me saying like you shouldn't be talking like this because you have money. Um money won't buy you happiness. Stop spreading this kind of stuff, you know, blah blah blah. And um, it always makes an interesting conversation. So I want to unpack that a little bit with you today. Hey, before we get started, and today's episode is going to be a lot about mindset and kind of, um, yeah, hopefully put you on a new a new course when it comes to your own money and how you think and um, how you go after things. But before we do get started, I want to overpromise you my next workshop that's coming up. It's going to be insane. So it's called Wedding Photography 2.0. The thing is right now, our industry and our community is completely changed. Like after 2020 and 2021, everything's completely changed. So there's new adventures, there's new rules. I don't know if you've seen, but people are out innovating each other. Marketing's changed. Um, social media's changed. Like so much has changed. And one thing is like as humans, you know, it's not the smartest that survive and it's not the strongest that survive, but it's those that are willing to adapt and pivot and change are always the survivors. And that's why humans are like found on every corner of the planet because they can adapt and they can change so fast to adapt to their surroundings. And um, 
right now the industry has gone through such a big change. Marketing's completely changed. So I'm putting on this event, which is going to launch my six-figure business map as well. But just because we're talking about money here, we've got some big name speakers. So I've got Donald Miller. He's going to talk about how to build a brand for the future. So he's a New York Times bestseller, um, author and a marketing expert. And um, just to be transparent, I paid him 25000 USD to be there to speak with us. He's going to be live only. And this workshop is free. So this is the kind of stuff that I like to do because money comes and goes for me. And I love, you know, investing back into the community and, and doing something that pushes me and puts me out of my comfort zone. So I'll be talking about must-know strategies to maximize your impact. Um, Cara Mia is um, an incredible educator and photographer. If you don't follow her, you should look her up on Instagram, Cara Mia. She's going to talk about how to create intentional content. And my wife, which is a website and brand specialist, is going to talk about how to convert your website traffic into leads. We're also investing a lot of money into doing making a documentary with um, Megan Brown. She, so she's a sailor inside the business map. And she told us she wants to be a destination wedding photographer. So we went ahead and we bought her a ticket to another country. I'm going to go with her and we're going to book her um, a destination wedding and we're going to make a documentary around it. So I don't know if it's going to work or not. Who knows? But it's going to be a fun adventure and we're going to be recording that. So that's happening as well. With all of that, with all the stuff that I'm investing in this and then the marketing and everything, it's going to cost, it definitely is going to cost over six figures, this this workshop. So if nothing else, rock up just for the value because it is free. And when you do show up, um, I'll give you a thousand dollars worth of discounts and vouchers to all my favorite brands as well, just for just for clicking the link and just for getting your ticket. So you can find all the information in the show notes. But trust me when I say I'm over promising, but God damn it, I'm going to deliver on this promise. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you might as well just show up for the spectacle. Like if I've spent this much money to put on something for you, like why not show up, right? I know people charge, you know, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 for a ticket for something like this with this much value. And they don't even invest that much into, you know, their workshops. And it won't even, this will have so much more value than most workshops that are out there that do cost thousands of dollars. So that's my promise to you. Please show up. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get into today's episode. All right, money won't buy you happiness. I hate this saying, right? You know, something that's wrong, I think, and I'm just going to have an open conversation and I'm going through, I think I've got like seven dot points that I wrote down and I shared a few of these inside the Six Figure Business Map and a few people um, loved these insights, but I want to share a few things. But one thing is like, I want you to think about, like if you think money doesn't buy you happiness, that's a real interesting concept and I see it all the time. For some reason, people automatically think that money equals happiness or it should equal happiness. I don't know why the two are together. It makes no sense. Like money is a commodity. It's it's something that gets used and happiness is, is a feeling. It's something totally different. And I don't know why they've been tied together. But I do want to say this to you. If you actually think money won't buy you happiness, it's probably the reason why you hate your life. Because if you go to a job, if you go to a job and you work for someone, you're working all week and at the end of it, you're like, oh, my reward, it's money. And money won't buy me happiness. I want you to think about that for a second. You go to a job to make money and money won't buy you happiness. So why are you going to the job? (laughs) Is that interesting or what? And many people that say money won't buy you happiness, they're the ones with the job. And then when I say, well, well, then why do you go to work for for the money? And they say, yeah, because I need to pay bills. Why don't you give up the job? Because if it's not going to buy you happiness anyway, you might as well go do something that you love that brings you happiness, right? And they're like, no, I need to pay my bills. Well, I don't think money is the problem of your happiness. I think the problem may be that you work for your bills. You show up 
and you work at a job that you don't like to pay the bills that you hate that keep coming in and you keep telling yourself the mantra that money won't buy you happiness, money won't buy you happiness. And guess what? Whatever you talk about becomes your reality. So if you if your mantra is money won't buy you happiness, hey, you could say anything that won't bring you happiness and you're not going to get any happiness. That's just the truth. I know money will bring me happiness. That's, that is the truth because everything brings me happiness. Money to me is energy. And when I get positive energy coming my way, man, I get happy, right? Also, what I can do with money, I can buy a lot of freedom. I can have a lot of choices. I just talked about how I just spent $25,000 to bring my favorite author onto a workshop with me, right? Hey, that makes me happy. $25,000 doesn't make me happy. That's why I spent it. You know, it's not about holding on to the money. It's like, what can I do with that money? Hey, this is unrealistic. This is fun. This is crazy. Let's do something fun. Like, fuck it, right? Many of us, we think money won't buy us happiness because we'll get to $25,000 and we'll put it in the bank account, sit there and look at it. And we go, oh man, I don't feel any happy. There's no happiness. Of course, there's no happiness. Just numbers on a, on a page. You can get out a calculator and write some numbers. It doesn't matter. Of course, that's not going to bring you any happiness. So I just want to start there. If you're going out and you're working all the time, even if you're, you're, you know, you're a full-time creative and you're invoicing people. And at the end, the little reward that you get is something monetary, maybe some money. And then with that, you put on a label and say, money's not bringing me happiness. You're probably not going to get any happiness or fulfillment from your work. Because what money really is, we can't be guilty around having money because money really is, it's a show of value. And basically it's a ledger, right? So it basically shows how much value did I just bring to the world? And then I've got something to show for it. And that's the money now in my bank account. So the more value that I bring to the world, the more money I'm going to have in my bank account. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later as well, but I just want you to think about that. So I think it's nice to get paid, you know, when you have an idea and you go out there and you hustle and you're working and you're editing and you're doing late nights and and you're getting uncomfortable and you go on and talk to people and then you do get a reward and that's some money. And that just proves to you that your idea worked, that people actually value you. Like it, it's a ledger to say, yes, this is the right path. <laughs> so I do believe money can bring you freedom. Money can bring you choices. Money can uh, help you in with your unrealistic goals, help you do something crazy, help you feel something, help you do something. Now, the other thing is, what's really interesting about people with money and people without money, people without money talk about money a lot more than people with money. Because obviously, people with money are like, yeah, so I, I did the things, I invested in myself, I learned some things, and, and I made some money. And, and they talk about like what they do with the money. They don't talk about actual money because they don't have money problems. Money solves money problems, right? If you've got money, you don't talk about money because you've solved that problem. But when you have no money, like when I grew up poor, the daily thing would be like, you know, how much is welfare? How much did we just get? How can we make some more? Who can give us something? What charity can we go to to milk something? You know, so it was very much like always like, that's too expensive. We can't afford that. I wish we could, if we could. And imagine if we won the lotto, like we're always talking about all these things and it was always about money. But then if someone actually had a serious conversation about money, so if someone came over and they had money and they wanted to educate us, you know, maybe my dad and he would straight away say, money doesn't buy you happiness. I don't want to hear it. You don't need money. Interesting. So a lot of our problems are money problems that we go through every single day. And it's one of the reasons why there was so much domestic violence, you know, in my family is because my dad would run out of money so he couldn't buy drugs and the next minute he would turn violent. And then money didn't buy happiness. Well, I'll tell you what, being poor didn't buy happiness. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so yeah, I just think that's just a very skewed way of looking at like money in itself. Another thing is like we feel guilty about having money. 
which is real interesting because one thing is people that I know that have money, they give more value than anyone else. They donate more than anyone else and they they do big, large things. They always help people, right? But if you have no money, chances are you're probably not helping anyone. You know, you're not bringing any value to anyone. You're probably not helping anyone in any way. If you've got kids, you're probably not helping your kids. You're probably not giving them the best education. If you've got family, if you've got a mom, if you've got a dad, if you've got a partner, you're probably not helping them by like allowing them to stop working and things like that. So I would say like having no money brings a lot less happiness than having money because you've also got the strain of like you've got money problems now. So I want you to think about that, but we can't feel guilty having money because all money is... A lot of people say to me all the time, this actually always happens, like, Jai, money didn't change you. And they're always surprised because they don't understand money, right? I'm like, money doesn't change someone. Money is like a magnifying glass. So it will, you put the magnifying glass over anything and the qualities that you have as a person are going to be magnified. So for example, if you are a giver and you're always giving, like if you work down at the homeless shelter and you're always, you spend your time because you've got no money, you donate your time and you feed homeless people. Now, you are the type of person, if you got money, you probably would donate a lot. You probably would fix up that homeless shelter. You probably buy a lot more food. You probably help a lot more people. If you're the type of person that has no money, but has time and goes, oh man, I will give money when I, when I have some, but I've got none, right? And you don't donate anything, no, not your time, not your wisdom, not a hug, not any positivity to the world, like not a compliment. Like you donate nothing. You bring no value to the world. Well, the thing is, when you get money, you're just going to be that person. Like you still won't donate money because it's not about how much you have. It's about the person that you are. So money doesn't change a person. Money will just emphasize the person that you are and the values that you have, right? I mean, that's why sometimes I've seen like down the street, just the other day, I seen a homeless guy and someone gave him $20 and that's all the money that he had. And then this guy came up to him and said, and this dude was actually, um, he was wearing a suit and everything, looked well off. And he's like, hey, man, do you have any money? I, I just, um, I don't actually have my card on me and I need to catch this bus. And the guy hands him the $20 note and I looked at it and I was like, that guy sitting on the street, he's 100% net worth. He was willing to give away to someone else because someone else needed it. And he has no money. But then someone with money is not willing to do that for someone else, right? Interesting thing how that happens. So I do think like if you have money, you can't be guilty around having money because you can help a lot more people. I know right now, like I spend a lot more money than my friends and family. Of course, I do that because I make a lot more money, but I also give a lot more money. I know that I probably give more to charity and have given more to charity in these last couple of years than probably all my friends and family do combined. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, because I have money. So then I can do that. And guess what? One day I'm going to have no money because I'm probably going to give it all away. I'm probably going to spend it on doing dumb things like getting a New York Times bestseller to come and speak with me at a workshop because it's a lot of fun. And I love living for the fun things because that brings me happiness. You know, the money doesn't, but what I do with it does, right? So just something to think about there. If you're hoarding your money, it's also a big problem because here's the funny thing. Another story. The other day, I've got a friend that worked at a cafe and this friend always says to me, like, don't buy a coffee. That's a ripoff. I can't believe my cafe charges $5 per coffee, you know, $5 per coffee. And he'd always say that. And he's like, I'd never buy a coffee from the cafe that I work at. And he's like, I would never actually buy coffees because, you know, if I save that money, I'll be able to be a millionaire one day. So he's got this skewed idea of how to become a millionaire. <laughs> anyway, he ended up getting let go of the job and then he got upset at the business. And he's like, well, I can't believe it, man. Like, why would they fire me? 
But what the funny thing is, it's the people that don't spend money are the problem, right? So if you're saving money and you wouldn't spend money on a coffee, you wouldn't even support the cafe that you work at. Other people just like you don't do that. And the cafe goes out of business. So, so often we think the poor people are the heroes of the world, but really if you have money to spend, then you can support businesses and especially small businesses, right? Which then that creates jobs, right? And then you need a job. <laughs> so <laughs> I just think it's so interesting that, um, yeah, like we hate rich people and then we hate spending our money and then we hate it when people fire us. And we don't realize that we need to spend money to create the jobs, to support the businesses. So then we can have a job so we can make the money so we can spend the money. So it's all a huge cycle. But I think a lot of the times we get so caught up into like trying to save money for ourselves. We won't spend it anywhere. We won't support anyone. We won't give it to anyone because money doesn't buy us happiness. So I'm going to sit there and look at it in the bank account. Won't buy myself a coffee because I don't want happiness, right? I don't want that coffee. Um, Because one day I'm going to be rich and I've got this idea that one day I'm going to retire and I'll be able to buy a coffee. So we have this very skewed idea on money and guess what? It brings us no happiness. Yeah. I just think it's really, really interesting. So I've got a few different points here too. So here's a little mindset. This I share this in the business map, but here's a little mindset thing for you. Did you know four out of five millionaires all work a normal job? You know, so many of us, we always think like, oh man, like, um, you need to have a high paying job. You need to make six figures to be a millionaire or to have money. But it's not true. Four out of five millionaires have a normal job. Interesting. They can make coffees. They could do any of those things, right? I find that so interesting. Not only that, most millionaires are self-made millionaires as well, by definition. So they weren't born into money. So they made it off their own back. They went out there, they learned the skills, um, they went after their dreams and they made the money. And most of them worked a normal job. Interesting. Now, my number one point, it's not how much, and this is just, these are keys, right? So it's not how much you make, it's what you do with the money. See, so many of us, we always think it's like, oh, we need pay rise. We need to make more. And we forget it's not about how much you make. You could make $40,000 a year and you could be a millionaire if you know what to do with the money. If you stop saying the mantra money won't buy you happiness and you start doing something about making money, so then you can start helping the people that don't have the happiness, right? If you want to do that, you need to learn what to do with money. And it's not as hard as you think, but for some reason with our schooling system and with our past generations, with them going through recessions and everything else, we've been taught to not like money, just work for it, don't ask questions, don't learn how to make it, don't learn how to save it or multiply it or invest it and just keep working and being miserable and keep saying the mantra money doesn't buy you happiness. Now, that's a great loop if you want to be in that. But I say, let's learn, let's invest in education. Let's see and listen to what the people say that have money. And let's actually learn what to do with the small amount that we have, because it doesn't take a lot of money to make a lot of money. It takes a lot of courage and it takes education. You need to be educated. Now, listen to this. You probably have heard this one before. A fool will never learn. And that's most of us with money. A smart person will learn from their mistakes. So you'll make a mistake. And this is a lot of us. Make a mistake and then we're like, oh, okay, so I won't do that again. But a wise person will learn from other people's mistakes. Now, a wise person will look around and go, oh, I'm not going to invest in that. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to tell everybody that money doesn't buy you happiness because, of course, that just doesn't work for the population because everyone that's saying that has no money. So maybe I should change who I'm listening to, right? 
So I want you to be a wise person in this situation. You don't need to be a victim of society or a victim uh, of capitalism or a victim of um, the structure that we live in. Like we can empower ourselves to learn the system and see how we can make it work for ourselves. We can become the wise person. Okay, key number two. This one's a huge one and this one always gets, a lot of people hate me for this one, but fuck them. <laughs> You've been taught to diversify. Now, this is a classic, classic one that poor people chant as a mantra. Jai, never have all your eggs in one basket. Now, the reason why people are taught this, it's for the masses. And so a long time ago, people realized that people were losing their money and they were making mistakes because if you go back to my first key was people didn't learn what to do with money. So what they'll do is they'll just put it all into the share market, all into, they obviously didn't do it on crypto back then, but they do that now. And then they'll lose all their money without doing any research, without learning anything. So they came up with this thing because banks were realizing everyone's losing their money fast. And they said, what if, and of course this benefits everyone because money gets spread around. What if you're taught to diversify? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Put a little bit in crypto. Put a little bit in your 401k. Put a little bit in your superannuation. Put a little bit into bonds. Put a little bit into property. Don't learn anything, but just actually hand it over to a financial advisor because they will just spread it over into a whole bunch of little things. And maybe one day you will have enough money to buy coffees when you retire. Now, you can't get rich doing that. I'm telling you that right now. There's not one person that's written a book, you know, a rich person, and says like, all I did was didn't put all my eggs in one basket. I diversified. And then slowly I made all my money. It doesn't work like that. If you look at everyone that has a lot of money right now, okay, let's look at Elon Musk, right? Has he got all these eggs in one basket? Well, yeah, he really does. He has all these eggs in business. He starts businesses. So something like Tesla or SpaceX. And guess what? All his money's in shares. So he doesn't actually have billions of dollars, but he puts bill- he's willing to put billions of dollars into the businesses that he believes in, which is Tesla and which is SpaceX, which makes him a billionaire by default. He doesn't actually have that much cash, but he has all these eggs in one basket. He doesn't even have any cash. If you look at so many people that have a lot of money and they made a lot of money, that's how they did it. Um, I was reading a book the other day about uh, Warren Buffett and he was talking about it. It's like, man, like I make sure that I go all in on the thing that I learn and I learn the one thing. Now, the key here is not just to go crazy and get dangerous. The key here is to learn one thing. Learn it well, learn inside out until you know it. Now, myself, I actually became a millionaire through property and I became a millionaire through crypto. And when I became a millionaire through crypto, I had one of my best friends became a millionaire through shares. And then he would talk to me and I'd be like, hey, man, do you want any share? Do you want me to tell you what I think the next crypto is going to be the one and how much money to put on it? And he would always say, no, I don't actually, because I got all my money on shares and I don't want to put my money on something that I don't know. He would say the same thing to me. Jai, do you want any tips from the share market? And I would say, I don't actually, because I don't care. I don't know the share market and I don't know what you're doing. I don't know that company. I'm not going to invest my money in it. I'm going to keep my money on where I know. And that's in the crypto market. And we both made almost the same amount of money, but doing two separate things. Now, a poor person always goes, yes, I want the tip for the shares and I want the tip for the crypto and I want the tip for the property and I want the tip for the whatever it is. And I'll stick all my money into all the little things and hopefully one day, hopefully one day I'm going to win the lotto on that thing. But people that make money that I've noticed, everyone that I know that's made money, a good amount of money, they've gone all in and learned one thing and they get obsessed over the one thing until they see all the opportunities. Because there's always opportunities. Doesn't matter if it's going up, doesn't matter if the market's going down, there's opportunities. But you need to learn how to go all in on one thing. 
Because if you go all in on one thing, you can make a lot of money. But if you put all your eggs into a whole lot of baskets because you don't understand any of them, you just have more risk of losing a lot. And yeah, maybe, maybe you won't lose all your money. That's awesome. But I'm not talking about not losing your money here. I'm talking about making money. Big difference. Because a financial advisor is a historian. They won't tell you where the big opportunities are for the future. They'll tell you what lost in the past and they'll show you from the past where the good track records are and they will make sure their job literally is to make sure you don't lose your money and hopefully you make enough money just to beat inflation. That's what a financial advisor will do. That's what your 401k will do. That's what all those, your superannuation will do, right? But for some reason, we're led to believe it's going to make us rich. That's not going to make you rich. It's literally from protecting you from the downside. Two totally different things. And I'm not saying get all your money out of those things and just go all in on one thing because what you got to don't miss the point. I'm saying you've got to learn one thing, learn inside out, even if it takes you 10 years. I guarantee you, if you learn one thing, one thing for 10 years until you learned everything about it, you'll be a millionaire because you will know where to put your money and when to put your money there. Number three. Money needs to be talked about. If you start having conversations about money, you're going to have better conversations and open conversations. I'm not talking about money doesn't bring you happiness and all that stuff. If you're listening to people saying things like that, you're in the wrong room. You're listening to the wrong people. And I guarantee you, they don't have any money or happiness. Okay. So they know nothing about either of those subjects. You're you're listening to the wrong people. Get into the room, listen to the right people and start those conversations because you'll start having good conversations. When someone comes to me and says, Jai, what do you think about investing? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What about this with money? I love those conversations. Oh yeah, I've made money like this before and like that. And I'll always open up and I love sharing those conversations. So do all my friends that have ever made money. And they're so fluent with it. They're not guilty around it. They love talking about it. It's just one of those things. It's not a secret. It's not hard. It's just the same as anything else, right? But if you start those conversations, other people will start opening up and um, having those conversations with you. And you're going to have better quality conversations. Just have them with the right people though. Okay, number four. By default, and if you didn't know this one, this one's human psychology. By default, people don't want to lose money more so than they want to make money. So someone would rather not lose $100 than gain $100. Does that make sense? So it's more painful to lose $100 than the pleasure is of making $100. A rich person, for example, if a rich person wants to join the six-figure business map and it's $2,500 for a year coaching, right? So a rich person joining it would say, ooh, if I book 10 more weddings, I would 10x my money. Well, that's a good investment. I would make a lot more money than the money to lose. Now, a poor person will always say, business map is $2,500. Oh my fucking God. I don't have that much money. I can't make that much money and I don't want to lose that much money, Right? So they never look at the upside. They always look at the downside. Now, what a rich person will do, he will always and she will always, uh, whoever it is, will always attach their emotional state to the money that they don't yet have. So if your money, if you don't want to lose the money and that's where your emotional state is, then a rich person will say, oh, I could 10x my money if I join the business map. If I just book 10 more weddings and most people are booking more than that. So if just book 10 more weddings, I would 10x my money. And they will get emotionally attached to that money that they're not yet even earned, that they don't even have yet. For them, a driving factor is they need to invest the $2,500 because they're afraid that they will miss out on that 10x on their money. Does that make sense? 
So while a poor person is afraid of missing out on two and a half thousand dollars that they've got in their bank account because they're sitting there looking at it going, shit, it's not buying me happiness. I'm looking at it, not buying coffees because I want to keep saving it. They're afraid of losing that money and they will do everything in their power not to lose that money. They're going to protect that money. Okay, so a rich person will say, hey, man, well, I could 10x my money. So if I if I charge $5,000 per wedding, that's $50,000 for this investment of $2,500 and it's going to be stuff that will keep paying me for years to come. Now, that's $47,500 that I stand to lose if I don't sign up and if I don't invest in myself right now. And I'm using this as an example. I'm not trying to sell the business back, but I'm using this as an example because I do the exact same thing. Here's another example, right? I contacted a coach the other day and everyone around me tells me this is crazy, but they said, um, the coach said, to sign up to have a few coaching calls with me, it'd be between 75 to 100,000 USD. Like, what do you think of that? And I was like, oh yeah, okay. And a lot of people go like, shit, that's a lot of money to lose. I understand that. But hey, man, people invest that much into an MBA that does nothing for them all the time. Like people always go to university, spend all that money, get big loans, and it does nothing for them. They end up working at Subway. How many educated people work at Subway with big, big student loans, right? It's wild. So when I look at that, I'm like, okay, so what if I got a loan for $100,000 to invest into this coach? What do I stand to gain? Okay, so with just a few coaching calls, I know this coach has made close to a billion dollars and has made close to a billion dollars for his students. When I look at that, I'm like, do I believe that I could 10x my money if I got a few of the right strategies? Because it's all I need right now. I've got the audience. I've got everything else. All I need, 10x my money. So if I got out a loan of $100,000, paid him, and then I learned those things, is that a wise investment? Hey, to me it is because I stand right now to lose a million dollars. If I 10x my money from that investment, I stand to lose $900,000 and it's money that I didn't even have to earn. I just borrowed it and then I could pay it back. Hey, in worst case scenario, it doesn't pay off and then I have to pay back that loan. It was worth the gamble to me, right? Because that's the way I work. I want to learn everything on the one thing. I don't diversify. I learned the one thing. I'm like, okay, my business, I need to know everything about it. I'm willing to invest in it. I'm willing to invest 100000 I usually invest about 10% of my net worth into coaches and learning and courses and everything else every year because I'm like, I'm obsessed with this stuff. I need to learn everything there is about it. I have time to read the books. I have time and money and I can borrow money. I can earn money. I can do whatever it takes to make the money. I can get payment plans to get into the right room with the right people to learn the right strategies. I can do that, right? Because I need to go all in. I don't want to diversify. So just an example there, but by default, I want you to know that you are more willing to save the money than lose the money. If you've got $100,000, it's more scary to lose the $100,000 than it is to double your money and make $100,000. So if you put $100,000 on the line and you stand to make $200,000, most people would never put that money on the line right? But someone out there that has the right money mindset, they'll look at that and go, okay, I stand to lose a hundred thousand, but if I don't put it on the line, I stand to lose a hundred thousand because I could double my money on this, on this deal. So they put their emotional state with the money that they haven't even made yet. And then they feel like they're losing the money that they could make. If I could make a million dollars from like hiring this coach for a hundred thousand dollars, I stand to lose $900,000 by not doing this deal. That's my emotional state. And that's where I put myself. And that's why it's a clear choice for me to do something like that. So I want you to think for yourself, are you worth investing in? Because it's not the money at all. That's not your problem. Your problem is your self-belief. Because if you don't believe that in yourself enough that you could get the results that everyone else could get, I know that this guy got 
over a billion dollars worth of sales and helped enough coaches to get over a billion dollars worth collectively of sales. And if I don't believe in myself, I'm like, why couldn't I get those results? It's not a money issue. It's just a self-doubt issue. It's a confidence issue, something completely different. But we always think it's a money issue. Oh, no, I don't have enough money. Hey, man, I know I have enough money. I don't have $100,000 in my bank account, but I know that I can borrow that money. I can do something to make that money because I have the confidence that I could 10x my money if I had that. I know how to multiply money. Does that make sense? Okay, number five. Truth bombs right here. I love this stuff. Okay, you got to be in the right room and listen to the right people. I said this one before, kind of alluded to it, but be in the right room, listen to the right people the right people that have actually made money. If you're listening to people that have gone through a divorce and you're asking them for relationship advice, yeah, they can tell you all the mistakes that they made, but you don't have enough capacity to learn all the mistakes and the success, right? Too many of us, we try to avoid all the mistakes. And it's the one thing that poor people do is they get hung up and obsess over mistakes. Rich people know they're going to make mistakes. It's just part of it. They don't care. That all they need is a couple of successes that's going to that's going to play out, that's going to cancel out all the mistakes that they've made. So for instance, if I went to that coach, here's an example. If I went to a university degree for four years to learn MBA, they're going to teach me and the headmaster will teach me and the teacher and whoever it is is going to teach me all the mistakes to miss out on. So I'll spend four years learning, okay, don't do this, don't do that. There's all the mistakes to miss. All I need is like four sessions with someone that's made a billion dollars because they're not going to waste their time teaching me the mistakes to miss. And I don't want to waste my time learning those mistakes because I don't care. They will teach me the four things that I need to do in each one of those strategies to get the success. And they're going to say, and guess what? You're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. I'm like, okay, that's all I need. If I just have one success from that, then that's all I need. If I have a hundred mistakes, it doesn't matter. And I make a hundred mistakes per day. Trust me on that. I make mistakes on the daily, always mistakes everywhere, right? All the way down to all my spelling mistakes I get caught up on, uh, financial mistakes that I make all the time. Like, man, I make mistakes all the time. I'm making mistakes right now. I'm sure of it. But I'm willing to risk it and I know that there's success somewhere. Someone's going to knock on my door from this podcast episode. I could change someone's life. Someone could thank me. Someone could ask me to be on their podcast. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? but I'm willing to make those mistakes. So be in the right room and listen to the right people. And if you don't, you're just getting bad advice. If you sit in those Facebook groups and people are saying like, yeah, money people, they're like people that have money are greedy. You're like, man, that's not true. People that don't have money are selfish. They didn't bring any value to the world. They didn't share the money. They didn't learn how to make the money. And now they're making other people feel guilty for going after their dreams. So you're letting the quitters that gave up on their dreams that don't get paid anything for the value that they bring to the world, which is nothing, because all they're doing is complaining. People don't pay the complainers, right? If you're in my DMs and you're complaining to me about money doesn't buy you happiness, hey, guess what? Not only do you not have happiness, you're not spreading any happiness. And not only do you not have any money, but you're not bringing any value to me or to anyone else. That comment in my DM doesn't bring me value. It doesn't make me want to do work with you. Does that make sense? Okay, so next one. I'm conscious that I'm like taking up a bit of your time right now, but this is all really important. Okay, so this is this is one that I was sort of just saying before, but you will only receive as much value as you give, right? And so many people, we get this wrong and we always think, we overestimate how much we're, we're worth for starters. We overestimate and underestimate. One thing is like someone will say like, hey man, I'm, I'm, I've got to charge what I'm worth. I hate it when people say that because you don't even know how much you're worth. The market's got to tell you how much you're worth. How much you give will determine how much you're worth. How much value do you give to the world is how much people are willing to pay you, right? 
And if you don't communicate that value, if you're not good at marketing to show people the value, if you're not transforming people's lives, if you're not bringing some happiness to people's lives, hey man, the bank account will stay still because no one wants to transfer money to someone that's not bringing them something. You know, I pay my barista, my cafe, $5 a day for an amazing coffee. I could make it so much cheaper, but it doesn't bring me any happiness to make it myself. I want to go and have that conversation. I love the person that remembers my name. I love that I can give them a tip. I love to reward the person for the value that I get. And that is a flourishing business. So you only will receive as much value as you give. And that's why, and so many people say like, man, like fuck billionaires. Like why would someone make a billion dollars? It's unfair. It is unfair. I absolutely agree. But I also know that like you're saying it on a platform that's free, which is probably Facebook or Instagram by someone that created it. Yeah, they're a billionaire because they brought you value so you can use your voice to use that platform and you're doing it for free, right? And then you're using, you're on their platform complaining about that person. I mean, it's a crazy world, but you got to understand you're bringing no value, but that person brought you value. So there's a reason why that person has a billion and you have zero. Does that make sense? So think about it with your business, the more value you bring. That's why I always say work for free because it's not about working for free. It's about showing your value. If no one's knocking on your door, you ain't worth anything. You know, Gary V said it best at my wedding photography summit. If no one's knocking on your door, you ain't worth shit, right? So until someone is willing to pay you what you're asking for, then you're not yet worth that much money that you're asking for until it's proven, And so you need to create an experience or you need to go out there and you need to get social proof. You need to shoot stuff. You need to create stuff. You need to, you know, do the things that you need to do to create the value. So then the price tag adds up and people are willing to pay that because there's demand, there's desire and it solves their problems. And people are always going to let go of their money to get their problems solved. That's just how the world works. So I want to say this one more time because a lot of people don't realize this. You will only receive as much value as you give to the world, to everyone, to your clients, right? And too many of us, we always think, no, no, it's it's stuff. Like if I'm a wedding photographer, I just got to add more services. I got to add more hours before I can charge more. And it's not the truth at all. You got to add more value. And the more value that you're adding, the more value you will receive in the world. Okay. Last one. This one is actually for all the women that listen to the podcast, because this one is something that needs to change. Absolutely. Investing and money is not just for men. Super important one, okay? Because I think um, too often, you know, we could be like, oh, no, nah, like investing. I don't really like investing. It's not for me. Or my husband does that or my, my partner does that, like whatever it is. And fair enough, maybe you're not into it. That's fair. But you got to understand, like you've been marketed towards to think that business is not your place, money is not your place and leave it to your partner. And it's just not the truth. Right now, you can take control and learn these things and you can make it fun. It's No man is, is any smarter than what you are. You know, your partner is not any smarter than you are. We just by default think society, everyone thinks that like, oh yeah, we'll leave, leave the investing and the money and the finances to the guy. Now this needs to change because you have to take control. Everything's your fault. If you've got no money, it's not your partner's fault for losing the money or for like getting caught up in a scam or for not investing in in a course or not for, you know, for not doing anything. It's your fault, right? And so with that responsibility, you've got to understand like if you want to learn how to make money, multiply money, talk about money, invest money, you know, all those things, you've got to do that. Super important, but you just got to, you know, you got to have that power to be able to go into a room and talk about those things, learn it 
you know, get educated around this stuff. Don't let anyone tell you it's not your place or that you shouldn't be doing it or it's a man's world or any of those things because, hey, guess what? It actually is fun if you start doing it and you get your friends into it and there's nothing more fun than being empowered with money because all of a sudden work becomes a lot easier when you don't have money problems and you don't need to think about it all the time. You don't need to feel guilty around having money, holding money, making money, investing money, you know, multiplying money. You don't need to feel guilty around those things. Make that money. Look after your family. Retire your partner if you need to. Like make more money than your partner. Like do the things. That's just my my little two cents. And I know that there'll be someone, probably a man, get in touch with me, hating me in DMs. Like, fuck you, man. Stop telling people to do stuff like that. <laughs> no, but seriously, these conversations are going to be had across the board. I don't care who you are or how you identify yourself. Uh, it's up to you to learn how to invest. I don't care if you're a, a crazy creative and you don't like mass or you don't like money and you feel guilty about it. Hey, it's your responsibility to start changing your mindset. It's your responsibility to start finding happiness because if money won't buy you happiness, find what brings you happiness. Chances are it's probably going to be something that costs money, like freedom, like choices. It's going to be something. So peg yourself to... Fulfilling yourself with a purpose, that's going to bring you happiness. Purpose brings you happiness. Choices brings you happiness. Options bring you happiness. Probably going to Disneyland is going to bring you happiness. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not the money in your bank account. So that's it. Just to recap, look, I just want you to go out there. I want you to be unapologetically yourself. I don't want you to feel bad about making money. You should feel bad about not making money and you should be wary of those that don't have money and they can't buy themselves happiness. Be wary of those people because if they can't make money and they're not making money and they're not proud of it, hey man, that didn't bring any value to the world. You probably don't need to talk to those people. Does that make sense? That's not the room you need to be in. You need to want to look after yourself, your family. You want to be able to give, donate. You want to be able to solve a lot of people's problems, your own money problems. You want to be able to invest. You want to be able to learn. You want to have that quality of life that has so much freedom, has choices. You want to be empowered. Those are the things that are going to bring you so much more happiness. Suppression always brings unhappiness, right? And if money owns you and you're working for the bills, and money doesn't bring you happiness, that's the biggest killer of all dreams. (laughs) Because if the reward doesn't even bring you happiness, like why even do it? So you've been listening to Make Your Break. Don't forget the link for the workshop coming up. It's going to be flipping incredible. Link is in the show notes. So make sure you go do that. Or it's probably going to be my Instagram stories because I'm going to be sharing it a lot. So you can follow me on Instagram at jailong.co. And uh, other than that, I'm going to see you next week.